What up, what up, what up? This is Cap Talk, the podcast. I am your host, DJ Copesthetic. Today, we got a special guest, my man, Afonso Grant, Mr. We Book It. What's going on with you? Mr. We Book Them. I'm sorry, Mr. We Book Them. Yes, yes. Man, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you coming on. So when you say Mr. We Book Them, explain to me or explain to the audience, explain to everybody, what is We Book Them? We Book Them is a Black-owned national booking agency. Um, We book over a thousand artists, uh, reality show people, uh, some uh, comedians, uh, social media stars, a little bit of everything. Um, We even got uh, guest speakers that come out, motivational speakers that we book. So we've been doing this now for like, I personally been with the company now for Shit, what, 15, 20 years? It's been, it's been about, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at 15 now, but um, we booked them, you know, the whole family's been around for about almost uh, 20. So when you, what made you start doing this show, I say? What made you get into booking artists, doing shows? Well, crazy thing is I've been in it all my life. Um, it, I mean, it started when... I mean, I think I came out the womb on this music stuff. Uh, uh, my um, my older brother, he traveled with um, artists. Um, crazy thing is, I didn't even know that till like uh, probably like ten years ago. That that's what he did, and I just always been in the music. I started DJing. You know, say I come from the hip hop era. You know, either you you, you break dance, right? Uh, you did graffiti. You uh, or you, you was a DJ, or you straight up beat boy, and I chose to be a DJ. Yeah. Um, what made you do the DJ thing? Like, was it, did you like to be able to control the crowd? Did you like to be able to, what was your favorite part of DJ? Uh, DJ's usually the first and last person you see on the stage. Right. Um, and I understood the importance of the DJ, and um, the DJs were technical. I've always been a technical dude. Like, I never played sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't rap, I don't produce, but I know how to do all, like, I know how to do the technical stuff. Right. So, I was always infatuated with equipment, so knowing two record players together in a little thing in the middle, you know what I'm saying, you could do right. you magic. Can, you can do a lot of magic with that. <laughs> you could do magic, so. What's your favorite, what was your favorite artist back in the day? Man, I, honestly, LL Cool J, Run MC. So you would say them is the two that made you really get into hip hop music? Nah, nah. So even before L, though, like I'm like I'm double Dutch bus type okay. of dude, Grandmaster Flash. Okay. Um, I grew up on the, uh, the the breaking, like so the '80s. You know what I'm saying? With the the music we listened to was like a lot of instrumentals, like right. Egyptian Lover, right? Uh, Tour de France, right? So that's what did it for me. That right there. But you know, watching people rap. Um, LL and Run DMC. I, my first talent show I put together myself was in the seventh grade, and um, we closed out the show, and I, we did Run DMC, and I was run. <laughs> hey, them guys right there, so they inspired the hip hop community. They took over the hip hop community. Like, if it wasn't for them, who knows where we'd be? Man, nah. I mean, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Um, they were the first ones, you know, to get a hip hop video on MTV. You know, they, uh, I, I think, you know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they even created the word crossover because when they uh, right. did the rock and roll, right, rock right, this right, way, right, right, yeah. it's something that had never been done where they, uh, you know, they, what we would call now hybrid rap, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. But we infused those two and that was considered crossing over. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love them guys. So have you ever got to book any of them since you've been doing the booking business? Like since you've been booking the talent, have so, you got to do LL or Russ? I've had to. Or run. I, almost LL. Uh, you know, and with Jam Master J being gone, you know, and right. you know, um, I don't even know how that it runs. It's such a huge uh, <laughs> TV star now. You want to know, you know what? Like you said, the Jam Master J thing. Like that's it's, it's odd that the way he died, like it was just out of nowhere. Like that's how I feel. Like he was quiet, low key. Yeah, it's always the quiet ones, though. You know. Yeah. Um, like they say, real G's move in silence. Right. You know, and you've never seen that coming from him. You know, so. Uh, rest in peace, Jam Master J. Like, I love that guy. Like, that's that's a DJ. <laughs> right, 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 right. He changed the game for yeah. sure. Now, when you, uh, what can I say? Uh, with the hip hop scene now, how do you feel compared to back in the day? Like, from the artists you book, like, what do you see? Like, what is their like, is it good or is it bad? Like, are they bougie? Are they uppity? Or are they pretty much cool and laid back? You know what's so crazy? I'm glad you asked me that because it's taken me about 10 years to answer this question. Um, it's a different time. Like, it's a different time. And um, life is about evolving. Right. And this is, this is where we're at with it right now. So, like, I have seen the shift in the culture and my generation, we own it behind the scenes. We're the right. bosses behind right. these new guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? We understand what, you know, my kids, our kids want. Right. You know what? Right, we do. It ain't what we listening to. I'm 50 now. And, and you know what? I had to come to, as a DJ myself, like I had to come to a whole agreement with myself. Like, listen, I can't beat these kids as far as trying to get on the, we got to get hit with them instead of with them. Listen. They control the narrative. So with that, with everything, the way it's like progressing so fast because of social media, is it hard to keep up with what's new and who's new? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you. It's, so, a, it's somebody new every week, huh? Five, five years ago, you would ask me that question. I'd be like, I'm going to talk to everybody. Right. I get calls. People be like, man. You book such and such. I'm like, who? Right, right. Now, yeah, I know your kids probably keep you <laughs> like that. You yeah, there. so it's hard because, I mean, somebody new comes out every single day. Back in the day, remember, albums used to drop on Tuesdays. Right, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have social media. You had to run to the record stores. You know what I'm saying? You stood in line. You know, then, you know, then um, with the so internet changed the game. We, 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 you just said a point right there because my other guest, we was talking about that. So when you get the record, what do you do after you get that record? What's the next step? Tell these motherfuckers what we used to have to do compared to now. I mean, when you get the record, you got to get to the DJs. Like, I mean, you got to get the, the record spinning. You got to get the the, the, the foot. You got to get you got to pound the concrete. Right. 
And see, another thing that we had to do was we had to go through that whole motherfucking album because and find the hits. You got to find the hits. You got because a lot of times the, the the record labels they had the hit that it was the single that came out, mm-hmm. but when the album come out, you had to go search for the other you know, single. Yeah, three. we didn't have all this mass marketing where. They program the hits in your mind. Right, right. The DJs, right. you know what I'm saying? It revolves back to the DJs, you know what I'm saying? Like the DJs is the root of this entertainment thing. And, you know, I mean, that's so, where it is. Since you was you used to DJ, now you're behind the scenes real heavy. Speaking of the DJs, like, how do you feel as far as DJs now? Like, do you feel like DJs are being treated fair? Do you feel like, um, how could I say it? Like, it's the pay. It's kind of hard because it's like a, put it like this. You book me to DJ, your club or your event, then you add on, can you share this flyer? Is that separate or is that part of you booking me as the DJ? So I'll be honest with you. With me personally booking you as a DJ, I'm booking you for your following and your talent. Right. Nowadays, these to go hand in hand. Right. I'm just going to keep it all the way real. As a right. business person coming to you on a business move, this is not a personal relationship now. Right. I'm booking you because I see, oh, you got you got 20,000 followers. Not just because of that, but when you get in front of these people, you rock them, motherfucker. You rock them. Yep. That's the guy I want. Right. So, with that, okay, so let's take in, because I've, I've been debating with a couple of my DJ friends and a couple of different promoters, like. Hold on, and before, let me say this, and before you even finish, and the only reason I say that is because what I'm going to do for you as the DJ, I'm my DJ is the focus. Right. You feel me? So I'm putting you on a higher plateau as well. So therefore, in return, right. you should only want to share it with your people. Right. Because I'm treating you like right. the DJ you supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a when if I got a night, if my night revolves around the DJ. Right, it does. The name of the, the night, the theme, and the DJ. The DJ sets the tone. The D, DJ dictates he can control fights. He can control babies. Hold on, say that first part you just said. A DJ can control fights. That's the man. List. Let me tell you. Listen, I've seen this. Not that I've DJed in clubs by any means. I haven't. Because I DJed as a hobby. I'm a a cut and scratch DJ. You know, I got got my favorites that, you know, and when I tell you who they are, you'll be like, oh, I see why. Right, 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 right. But I've I've been in this nightclub thing, in this promotion thing, for longer than almost anybody in our city. That if they ain't older than me. They got to be older than me. These 10 facts. And I've watched these DJs control the whole night. Good and bad. Now, when they control the whole night, um, what have you seen them do that you knew? Like, oh, that motherfucker knew what the fuck he was doing. Like, you seen a fight about to happen and these motherfuckers put some Luther on? Or you ever been to? You ever yeah, been, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, here's the thing. Listen. A DJ's got to be a people type of person. Here are some results from the web. That's this tablet. Right, right on time. <laughs> Cap talk, man. You never know what happened. We live on the app. We got my bro, Alfonso Grant, <laughs> a.k.a. We Book Them. 
in the motherfucking building. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. He was telling us, tell him what you was telling us. Uh, in regards to the uh, DJ? Yes. Yeah, DJ can see. Uh, so, remember the, the we were talking fight. Yeah, DJ can see a crowd escalate. You know what I'm saying? Just the energy. It's a certain music. Music, you got to understand music. Right. When you understand DJing, right. it's because you got to understand music. Right. And when you understand music and you understand people, they go hand in hand. When you can read people and the music speaks to us, music speaks to us. It does. It's That's the spirit. beauty of music. This is the beauty of music. Music is the most universal language that we have on the planet Earth. You're right. It speaks to us. So you it can change the whole dynamic of how I walk out this room. I can hear a certain song. I can get in the car and I can pull off through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I get like that. Right, right, right. We all do. Right. So, a DJ, you see some shit about to escalate. Nigga, it's time to calm this shit down. It ain't time to turn it up. How many motherfuckers you seen turn it up? And you was like, motherfucker, you in your head. Because like obviously, the DJ doesn't care about their job because if my shit gets shut down, you are not back next week because of that incident. Because for me, I see everything. Right. So here's with that. Do you feel like there should be like a certain like a, a hiring process? Like remember back in the day, it wasn't easy for motherfuckers to get in the club to be a promoter, to be a host, to be a DJ. Like you really had to be that motherfucker. Or you had to figure it out. And then when you got in that motherfucker, you had to go against the motherfuckers like you. I know you. I know back in the day with what you do and with. DJing and then coming into the promotional end, booking motherfuckers. I know you was going through a lot when shit, you first. This shit is hard because everybody, everybody wants to get in the game. Right. And I'm not mad at everybody. Right. Uh, it's when we don't stand firm on our beliefs and what we what we believe in for our core values. Right. And when we take less. I mean, it, it lessens your value. You have nothing else to stand on to speak and bitch about if someone else is getting more money than you. Because if you said, I want to get this dollar amount and somebody approached you here and you took it, you compromised. And you fucked the game up. You fucked that up. What has value is worth paying for. Right. If you stand on that as a DJ, as an artist, as whatever you are. Values. You got to have values. So basically know your shit. Know your shit, man. Just don't be so eager and hungry to get into the game. Don't just settle. Just don't take anything. So do you feel like you ever had a motherfucker that tried to like do like some petty competition or it was like where you every time you did something you see this motherfucker that you know don't fuck with that shit but they trying to do the shit always I mean that's it goes right back to it everybody you know everybody wants to get in the game um, you wanna know what so with that what you saying so here's here's how I see like with our culture as black people African Americans when you first started, motherfuckers had to entrust in you to get the artists here, take you taking their money, 
Oh, and guess what? My man A1 Steak Sauce. Like, I fuck with bro when he first. How many motherfucking shows did we book? Yeah, y'all did a lot. Listen, the thing I is, know. it's really just. If you say. Just have values. It, it come back to values. It's character, too. I mean, your character. You, you got to agree. You, 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 like, when you, when you sit down with you, you, you good. Like you because good. here's the thing. I want everybody around me to win. Right. And that's a lot of that's us. What, I want everybody around me to win. So. Everybody. Do you feel like there should be, like, like a, a coalition when it comes to. Promoters and DJs. I no. Listen, just DJs. It need, no, no. It's not even. Let me tell you. It needs to be a coalition for entertainment. Understand this. This is Columbus, Ohio. This shit is deeper than DJs, promoters, club owners. Man, we got some some of the coldest everything right here right. in the city. We do. Man, we got some of the coldest producers. So, top five. <laughs> Since we that you know, or even if you can't top five, what hold on, producers from Columbus. All right, I don't know a lot. Listen, because my from ear, what you know, from what I know, I can't name them. I can't name them because I'm so disconnected from the producers. Like the only one that sticks out to me is that is that is that old yeah. I mean, any of for me, any of them, because I'm thinking myself like I haven't been following a lot of producers now. Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. I've been following the uh, artists. I've been following artists. I've been following promoters. I haven't followed, you know, the only producers I know of, and and, and it's a it's unfair because he's actually my cousin is AU. Right. No, and that's the only AU. one I hear. Like, uh, if C10 is a producer, hell yes, yes. If he, if he produces that stuff, yes, that shit is dope. <laughs> Hey, you, I know hey. him as an artist, though. Listen, hey, you, hey, you. and I will tell you this: whoever produces for, um, he giving y'all some motherfucking uh, shout out. Mm, he's yeah, he cold as hell. Hey, when he got off stage from the, uh, I think it was the Scarface show, I walked over to him. I said, "Man, listen." I want to apologize to you. He said, for what? I said, man, you done rocked the show for us like four or five times. And I really didn't pay attention running back and forth. Right. But on this show, I got to watch. I got to watch people perform. You know what I'm saying? And I said, just dope. I said, your performance, I said, you're so polished from A to Z. I right. said, I owe you an apology because I didn't give you the respect. Right. His performance is... Phenomenal, like I, and that—that's what impresses me about people in Columbus. When I see people perform, um, because good music is good music. Uh, if I catch you in the venue type of vibe, I'm here to see you perform. Now, have you ever thought about doing like your own record label? Since you—that's always been my ultimate dream. So why you ain't doing it? Because I need to get this club foundation going. Then I promise you, if. No one else has it going, and I mean in the next six months. Right. This like this is moving right now. We are about to do for Columbus. We about to give Columbus our due, you know, our due. Like what what is owed to us on entertainment? I so, want to bring light to Columbus 
and everybody in this bitch. Let them know your new adventure. Let them know what the fuck you talking about. Like, let them know where the fuck we gonna oh, see this shit, man. Let them know. <laughs> let them know. He, I mean, listen, you know, he got, he's a, hey. No, man, listen. listen. We booked him. He does shit on sneak attack. Let him know the lie, other man. business move you got going I've on. been waiting for this moment for like 20 years. And you deserve it. You fucking deserve it, bro. Let them know what it is. Let them know what you talking about. Man, we got, um, Man, we about to change the game here. <laughs> he got one of the biggest fucking clubs in the city. And I'm not going to even say the city. Until somebody proves me wrong, we got the biggest club in Ohio, man. Okay. Shout yeah. out to my team, Take Entertainment. Shout out Take Entertainment. Shout out Sis. Shout out Bro. Shout out Bro. Kanika, Shout out Bro. Dave. Solo. Honorary member DW. I'm going to shout you out too. But uh, man, listen, without them, like, Truth Nightlife don't exist. Right. So, since you've been doing the whole club venture, how is that different from booking? Artist to now you're fucking looking for everything promoter. <laughs> who the fuck got the best beer deals? Who got the best? You know everything. It's what I've been waiting for. I've been listen. I've been waiting twenty years for this moment right here. So so I I've, I've been like Rocky, like I've been in the gym. What he's saying is he never gave up. I've Let him know how many gym. years you've I've been, been in, the, in this entertainment gym. I'm 50 years old. I've been doing this. I've been chasing this dream that I'm about to fulfill for the city. Right. Because it's never been about me. Right. I'll tell you, I've been did everything. Like I didn't play the trumpet for 10 years. I sang in choir. I DJ. You know what I'm saying? I I, I ran studios. I put studios all together and set the equipment up, taught right. people how to produce. I'm none of that. Right. I'm a fucking brain, man. Right. I'm a brain. I am a brain. For you I am to, meant to function and do some big shit for this city and put on for this city. And we're going to do it. We're going to filter it right through Truth Nightlife and Event Complex. 1921 Channing Way, Center Drive, Columbus, Ohio, 43232. Follows. So, I got a question for you. I'm 16 years old. I just listened to this podcast. And now I want to be Alfonso Grant. I want to start booking motherfuckers. How do I go about even figuring out how to book somebody? Or how do I even gain the trust, shall I say? How did you do that? And what do you tell somebody coming into the game? Man, I put myself around the right people. And I ask questions. Closed mouths do not get fed. Right. If you sit there, God will open doors for you, but you got to be ready to walk through it. Right. And it's a two-way streak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just have faith that you're going to get put in the right situation. Because if this is what you want to do and you're listening to this podcast, you're here now. Right. right, right you know right. what I'm saying? Cause you can reach out to me. I'm gonna I'm give you the game. I, I've never been one that says the game has to be sold. Right. I feel like the game is to be told. It's to be told. Each one teach one. Is right. so? It is your sole responsibility for your brother man or the other man 
to be doing just as good as you. Right. To be able to figure some shit out. Right. This shit was designed against us for us not to put the other man on. He's talking about, hey, y'all, holding each other back. Do you feel like, so since you're saying that, do you feel like we are the only culture that does that as far as like? Absolutely. I'm, yes. And why do you feel, is it taught or is it just motherfuckers won't let go? <laughs> I think motherfuckers just won't let go. Like, God damn. It's not about the people won't let go. It's already, that, that help, that's part of it. Right. But there are other controlling factors that make it hard for us to let go. Right. So this shit is like, you don't want to open this door. This one goes into, you know, beyond entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Because everything in entertainment is controlled by something else. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, you, you got to understand that we are, we are that shit of people. We are. We like, are the shit. When you start looking up greatness and where we dominate, it's not a coincidence. It's because we are the we are the kings and queens of this fucking earth. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. This shit is designed against us. And once you get once you open yourself up and open your third eye and come free and live in yourself and your your own, you know what I'm saying, live in your own comfort zone. Once you get that's released, that's breaking them curses, them generation curses they talk about. Be free, be yourself, man. Don't let nothing else dictate what you do and what you do not do. You know what is fucking right, what is wrong. So have you ever had a moment where you was like, man, fuck all this shit. Fuck everything. Fuck everybody. This is not for me. I give up. I'm tired. I've tried. Have you ever had that moment? Yeah. Probably twice, three times a week. <laughs> Man. No, for real. Right. That's 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 no. This shit is a fucking grind. Right. It is. Because here's the thing: you think Diddy just hit a million dollars? I mean, a billion being a hit, hit the billionaire that at one point in time he was sitting back like, "Man, I got seven hundred million. I could quit this shit." How much is enough? Right. And when motherfuckers keep elevating, it's because they keep. Fucking grinding. There's always a, a point where you want to give up. That's life. So, would you say in the Diddy situation? And okay, so Kanye, let's talk a little bit about you. This is a little. <laughs> I gotta talk about it. A little hey. bit about you. Is he right or wrong? I don't know the full story is, but I. <laughs> oh, is he right or wrong about what? Okay, I'm gonna say this. So, from what I'm understanding. And I, I, I hate to bring it up because I know the whole fucking world be talking about it, but I had to really sit back. I'm, You know what made me really sit back and think about everything was when Kyrie, the Kyrie Irving situation. I'm just catching up on that. So basically Kyrie Irving, all he did was talk about a documentary that he was watching on fucking Amazon Prime. Shout out to the app. All the little shit you hear in the background is real, but you won't hear it. <laughs> But no, Kyrie Irving, he basically, what he did was he just advertised a fucking documentary that he felt touched his heart. That was on Amazon Prime. What was the documentary about? It was uh, Hebrews and Negroes. Okay, so it's already on Amazon Prime. It's right? already on Amazon Prime. And that was the only thing he did? That he, all he did was talk about... That? See, me, with between him 
Because you know Kyrie been talking shit. Let's be real about this. He's been talking shit. Kanye, that motherfucker, he he just, I think Kanye being new shit, I think he just wanted to go through the shit and then get the fuck where, because think about it, when he got to where he was, he ain't really lose shit. I don't think Kanye gives a fuck. No, but he said something. You know what the Kanye thing was, what I got from it? I'm not them niggas slaves no more. I done learned the game. I done made a couple billion. Now that nigga, he was what, three billion? That nigga one billion. Who I gives mean, a fuck? How much money can one person spend? It's the principle. What are yeah. you doing? What are you doing he now? He has his freedom. He has he is in control of himself. So you know what Rev Run said? He said after he heard the little thing that Kanye did and everybody dropped him from all the little shit he had, all the brand deals. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't even know how to pronounce half of this shit. <laughs> he said, I don't know how to pronounce, but guess what? I know all the motherfuckers, the same motherfuckers that make the Medita shoes. I know this, the same factory. We can get ye now. All he did was free ye up to make ye's money. I like thought, right I here. Thought it, I thought it was kind of like, if that is his move, I think it's genius. Because I told my wife, um, like about a week or so ago, I said, Kanye then just pulled a Prince move. So think about this. Where he had this, you know, when he Prince wrote the slave on his face. Net worth, it, you got to think about it. Net worth and actual worth is different. That's what niggas get hung up on. When niggas go Google, oh, that nigga Kanye West, that nigga worth a hundred million. No, that nigga ain't. He just showed you. Them niggas pulled half of that motherfucking money up off his ass. That's all he did. He still got some money that's his, some assets, some shit. But bottom line, all he said was he's not a slave no more. He don't got to answer to none of these motherfuckers. He can do what he want. And he got the money to do. That's what they were saying. That's why uh, Floyd that's was going against Kyrie, going, going with that's Kyrie. That's social media. Social media opened up so many doors. The world. It didn't open up so many doors. It kind of flipped the world inside out. It fucked the record. Do you feel like it fucked the record labels up in the movie industry? It tore everything up. It's tearing. I mean... Is it because people can go independent? How do you feel about that? You like that? I or? love independent. Me. I love independent. I, yes. Cheers. Cheers to independent. Cheers to independent. Because independent has always been the way to go. I've been studying independent artists and... The importance of being independent is, I mean, Kanye just said he's free. <laughs> he just gave us the game. He sacrificed. He said, if I got, if I lose all this shit. And here's right. the thing. Let's say this. I'm going to say this. So on the artist side, independent versus, you know what I'm saying, having somebody back you and put you out there. What do you want out of it? If you're doing this for the for the art, because I believe some of these young artists that are out here are really true rap artists, rap fans. They live, I they, think, you know what I'm saying? They like, they listen to some older people like, oh yeah, like other than that, some people look at it as just a career. Like, oh, I could, I could become a rapper because let's keep it real. Anybody can become a rapper now. But you want to know what I learned from like a little research with the younger generation? I got a stepson, he's like in his 20s. And these motherfuckers, they listen to these other motherfuckers and they feel like, and they get it, put it like this, the other motherfuckers they listening to, like the 6 9 situation, he get exposed for being all this telling motherfucker. And now they discouraged because they thought these motherfuckers was real. So now they got to really go out here, live the life that these motherfuckers is talking about because they're already advertising it. Yeah, it's mind control. They're not advertising Percocet to Molly and motherfucking uh, country song or any of that other shit. I'm just being real, but...
you know, it is what it is. So that was just a little, you know, curveball. Um, so before we get out of here, let us know your top five artists right now. That's a lie. Oh, now I'm fucking with you. Dead or alive. I'm gonna make it in. Hey, that would have been hard because a lot of niggas is dead right now. Oh, RIP to everybody that lost their life. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm going straight for Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z because he's alive. He, uh, he's like my global. Uh, my favorite. Are you talking about my personal favorites? This nigga Petty over here making eating a, a zebra cake. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about my personal favorites? Yeah, your personal. <laughs> he said Jay Z. That's one. Uh, Ghostface. Ghostface. Okay. Joel Ortiz. Joel Ortiz, not yep. Joel Santana. That no, nigga said no. Ortiz. Look him up if you don't know about him. Um, and, and I'm gonna tell you who I'm right now because I'm I can't stop listening to this dude finesse two times. Yeah, I like. That. Um, hold on, all time. No, this is just right now. All time, I don't know. Have all my my top five is like nigga. When you was back in the day, when you you thought you was cool, who was the niggas that made you okay, think you was cool? Time, all right, okay, deal. Yeah, oh. the, the, when you got in that oh. car, that first car. Okay, all right. When you got LL in that first Jay, car, one. LL, um, LL Cool J, uh, Brent DMC, uh, Houdini. Um, Rakim and KRS One. Okay, KRS One. That was about the most gangsters. Yeah. What you think about that uh, cover with the Uzi? Or was it a tank? Uzi or tank? It was an uh, Uzi. Who KRS One? Mm -hmm. What happened? What, what, what like, happened? was that a statement? When oh, that, that was a that, yeah. That, 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 yeah, that was uh, from Malcolm X. That was uh, he was reacting uh, the Malcolm X thing. Then. All right. Top five DJs of all time. Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. Uh, DJ Kid Capri. Kid Capri. Shout out Capri. Uh, Shout out Jazzy Jeff. Mixmaster Ice. So, <laughs> Mixmaster Ice is my number one favorite DJ and it's before I even knew Ice. Okay. So, he's my number one favorite DJ. Jazzy Jeff. Kid Capri. That nigga sound like he promoting. Mixmaster. Shout out Mixmaster. I, I am. <laughs> no, that's the no, bro, man. Because I understand. I don't think under, people understand. They underestimate Ice. Yeah, he's a pioneer. Uh, and they are to be, you know, that's just my way of giving him his roses. Because like I, like I really, he is like a a hero to me. He's cool. <laughs> like he's cool as fuck. Like, he's he is like, like I. Yeah, he's part of the reason I really started DJing, you know. My name is DJ Kid Columbus. DJ um, Kid Columbus <laughs> and the motherfucking... But yeah, uh, and DJ Clue and Tony Touch. Okay, so Jazzy Jeff. Yep. No, so Mix so Master, Master Ice, Ice. Jazzy Jeff, Kid Capri, DJ Clue, and Tony Touch. Okay, okay, okay. So, y'all heard it right here. That's what that's the top five DJs, top five artists of all fucking time. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna close the night out with 
the craziest fucking story, the craziest story you can give us about being and doing all this shit. Like what you seen, what you dealt with, give us the craziest one. It could be spooky, it could be funny, it don't fucking matter. It can be life changing. I got so many of them. <laughs> like one that you always, you know, that always. one, that one fucking moment you like, man, I'm never gonna forget this shit. I got a few of those because, but then it's, see, What's they were crazy. One? My best, my crazy, I say my craziest moment was um, Chris Brown. Um, I think it was like five years, maybe five, six years ago. It was on Valentine's Day. Um, they were going to be doing the after party at, uh, actually at my current club, but it was, used to be called Exclusive. And I was backstage. I was just all, I was all by myself. Chris was performing. And it was Chris. Yeah, Sean Kingston. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Chris Brown. I'm not trying to do no cocaine or nothing about it. I'm not going to talk about that. This is at the concert. This is at the concert. This is at the concert. Um, so, chicks was taking off their panties and throwing them. Mm. Uh, and I'll send you the picture and then, you know what I'm saying, if you want to add it into okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, he with, got proof of this shit. With their phone numbers on there. Oh, my God. And they was like, hey, you, over there. I'm like, I'm coming to the little corner where they at. They're like, yo, can you give Chris our panties? Out of all of them, how many panties would you say was for? for like, how many panties on the there was, there was like four pair of panties. Only one had a number on it. Was any of was it? They all was clean or? I don't know because I technically, <laughs> I mean, I just took a picture. Hey. Of, I said, look, I'll take a picture and right. I'll show it to right, you. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I didn't pick them up. That was like the craziest thing because I was like, oh, these celebs really live this life. Yes, you know, they. they, they <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever been like that nigga that was the? Uh, the extra nigga that they you you played the role where you got a little piece of some uh, sweet potato pie because extra piece of pie. Believe it or not, you, listen, you were somebody's cousin or big brother. I've been doing that. Listen, I've been doing that since the eighties, since eighty eight. Like I've always had like backstage passes. So you even you, so back when I was young, that nigga getting that extra piece of uh, cheesecake. I've been in the oh. hotel lobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I be with the artists. We be kicking it with the other. Right. That's how I met Pac. Right, so you met Tupac. So nigga, why you ain't talking about that? That's the you shit. Didn't ask. Mean, I didn't ask. <laughs> so hold on, we want to know about Pop. Yeah, that, he's, he's a legend. Nah, uh, he was doing like roadie work, the same stuff that like. So I did roadie work back in the day, like very oh, young. Explaining them what roadie work is. So, Real quick, you bringing right, this shit up, but you, you, you got That's what that's I said. Hey, my All nigga right. really a legend, y'all. He met Tupac. He fucked with Pac. So tell so, him. Um, a roadie is someone who travels out on tour, uh, and you do everything. You like the peon. You like a runner. Okay. Uh, you set the equipment up. You get it off the buses, and you get the luggage. You know what I'm saying? You go. Um, I started doing that because it paid like $100. You put in work. <laughs> a lot of these young motherfuckers, he put in work is what he oh, said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to, I, I used to be able to travel on tours and do roadie work. Then I got... Bumped up to kind of like um, I would go uh, a couple weeks ahead to this different cities and we'll flyer the whole city up. You was the roadie manager. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to the, uh, we'll actually deliver okay. the actual commercials. Okay. 
Right. To he the radio game. station. We weren't emailing. You know what I'm saying? We didn't email them. You know, emails, they, they went out. You was doing a real fucking list. Yeah, we would take the commercials. We would take the flyers to the city. Right. You know, I go to that city. We drive to the city two, three weeks in advance. Then we had a game plan. You know, so I did all of that. Uh, with that being said, um, Pac was doing the same shit. But, okay. you know what I'm saying? He was taking shit off. And we just met in the ho- uh, hotel lobby. Um, I actually was here in Columbus, Ohio at the, uh, I think the Hyatt. It was Big Daddy Kane, uh, Third Base, uh, Queen Latifah, Moni Love. Uh, it was a bunch of them. What year um, was that? That was like 1988. Because uh, fast forward, um, and I had a little book where he wrote his number in there and everything. And I never thought nothing of it. Fast forward, uh, me and my uh, baby's mom, we went to go see Juice. And we in there. And I was like, I know that dude. She was like, no, you don't. I was like, yes, I do. I'm Eddie. Hey, so y'all hear this nigga knew Tupac before he was Tupac. And yeah, this nigga was, it was Tupac. So it was weird as hell. Um, was he cool? Like, was he humble? He was just like a nigga. Like, he was just like this. Like, like nigga, let's kick it. Like, happy to be around stars. Like, was he just smart like, he, like everybody said? Like, educated? Did he hit you with that? Or it was nah, too young to was, So... How old would Tupac be? He was June 17, 1971. He'd be 51. So he, he's 51. He'd be 51. I'm 50. So that means I was 16, okay. 16-ish. So y'all was young. Yeah, yeah, I was 16. He was 17. Nigga, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about him. I was happy to be around. Uh, I got a kiss from Moni Love on the elevator. You know what I'm saying? I was happy huh. to be around that. You know what right. I'm saying? I wasn't chasing Tupac. It was like we kind of clicked. Right. Cause we was all doing the same shit. Like, right. ah, let's get the leftovers. Right, right, right. Dang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how you bond. That's how I'm you, a, you meet at this. the lower levels. You know shout out, my, shout out, my man. We put them meet Tupac. You the only nigga I know that met Tupac. So <laughs> and got a kiss from Moni, motherfucker. On the cheek, man. Listen, swear to God, man. True story. Then, then we almost got into it with um, Scoob and Scrap. I can't remember which one it was, and that was uh, Big Daddy Kane's dancers. My dude, my dude put his foot in the door, and like, hey, Faye used to be one of the dancers too. Faye was dancing. Faye was there dancing. Yeah. I was in Wiz. Yeah. DJ Wiz, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to DJ Wiz. Shout out DJ Wiz. RIP, my bro. So yeah, man. Yeah, I got man. Listen, I've been like I said, I've been doing this for so long, and I. I have to have stories. You know, stories come with it. But nigga, Tupac, that's like the holy fucking grill of like, fuck, Russell Simmons or nigga, you met Tupac. Not too many people could ever say. And I met Russell Simmons. You met, okay. Well, yeah, that nigga that met Russell Simmons. I just told a story the other day. Uh, I got invited to a coffee shop on Long Street. I was doing, uh, right when they was bringing, um, when Obama was, okay. he was, you know, we was getting Obama in. You know, Russell was a big advocate for, uh, Obama, and he was doing a little private little speak, and somebody was like, hey, there's only like 30-something, 40 tickets, you know, I, I want to get you in here. You so you met Obama, out. too? No, it was Russell Simmons. Okay. My idol. Okay. Yeah, it was like my So idol. he met his idol and Tupac, Russell Simmons and Tupac, and the nigga went to Obama's party. They all hosted the party for Obama. Give it up for my motherfucker again, man. That motherfucker, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> I gotta take the clap from my bros because this right here, hey, for real, like you did some OG shit, man. Like people can't say they did any of that, and they probably wouldn't ever been able to understand. Like 
It's like, different. It's different. It's now. different. Man. There ain't no more fucking roadies. The roadies are the roadies. shooters. Yeah, the roadies are the shooters, man. Like I, I, I put in work. Like we doubled up, and a friend of mine met his wife out of town doing roadie work with me. Okay, that's how he met his wife. Okay, end up moving to Akron. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because we was down there in Akron, and that's where he. So I met a lot of people. It was, it was fun, and that's that's what. That's what I wanted to do. Right. And like, I love that. Like, that stuff, like, I love that right now. It taught you, but it taught you the whole, it taught you a whole nother hustle. Like, you went from passing out flyers and doing all that shit to now you booking. Doing, yeah, doing, doing my own parties, you know what I'm saying? You got a club, you know what I'm saying? Like, you partnering, you got a lot of shit going on where it prepared you for this moment. So, I've stayed, I, I stayed the course. Where I'm at right now today was always my was a passing was a passing into the, my next step. Right. I'm here now. Right now, the next step is this entertainment. You know what I'm saying? This was always how now I said it was written. So to close this out, where do you see we booked them in about two years? We're gonna say two years. Where do you see? And Mr. Afonso Grant, where do you see them too? Because there's two different entities. I'll be honest with you, man. Like just me in general, just in anything that I'm affiliated with is going to be just massive. So um, I really, I'll be honest with you. If I can be totally honest, mm -hmm. that's what we want. We want you to be real. I want to be the Jermaine Dupree of Columbus, Ohio. And you got to understand, I mean, Jermaine Dupree, he brought like to Atlanta. Right. Look at Atlanta right now. Atlanta is it. Right. It's the hub. Atlanta is it. But, but you got to realize you go back and start it started with Jermaine Dupree. Right. You know what I'm saying? He he never left. He and he stayed true to his city. He, right. he stayed the course and followed his path. And everything flourished through them. That's what I'm trying to do for Columbus. I just want to plant the seed for Columbus that where podcast is blowing up. We known for everything. We own, we known for our artists, our graffiti artists, our graphic designers. That where people they want to come to Columbus and visit. Right. For us, for our culture. People come to Columbus for other stuff. They come for the Buckeyes. They come for the Short North. Right, they do. But I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I need my people to come here for us. They do, and we just got to unite together. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, you know what I'm saying? But I, what for we booked them in Alfonso is you gonna see unity. You gonna see me uniting with other people. It's just more than we booked them. You know what I'm saying? It's take entertainment. It's uh, DC uh, entertainment. Uh, Livewire, Three Kings and the Queens, BWs, podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's it's run it's tell that. Talk. Was cap talk, cap talk. You know what I'm saying? It's everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's everybody we affiliate with. You know what I'm saying? We, right. No man is left behind. Shout out my bro, get stacks, run to that. Hey nigga, I better be on that motherfucker. We could cross through this <laughs> shit. Hey, that's how you do it. Hey, that's hey, my bro, listen, man. That I nigga was, can cook too. Hey, he, he hit. He was just hitting me, and I was like, hey, tell him I said, cup, tell him cups said he ugly, and I'm hungry. Nah, but that's bro, man. Um, but see, that's what, like he said, that's what we gotta do. We gotta support each other, like. Shout out to you, bro, for coming on the show and, uh, you know, giving us the knowledge, giving us the game. 
because the average motherfucker be acting weird and just about coming on here to talk. Well, here I'm average, and you know you, you, you're a little different. I am average. That's the thing. I am just average Joe, man. I'm doing the same thing everybody else is doing. I'm just chasing my dream, and people sitting back and watching me live it. That's right. all it is. Let's chase together. Let's right. dream together. Let's run. Let's run this race together. Right. Because my dream involves everybody that's affiliated with entertainment in this right. whole fucking city. Right. If you're doing it right. Right. You got to be polished. You got to be polished to come step to Truth Nightlife. You definitely got to be polished to step to me. Right. Because I won't have anything else because we're trying to present this to the world. And y'all doing that. And, hey, I man, you're doing it too, my brother. Appreciate you, bro. So, closing out, just one thing you want to say to everybody you love or just anybody. Like, what's a word? Give them something that's a word from you that they'll never forget. Man. Cap talk, man. This is what we do, DJ Cup of Study. I'm gonna have to tell people like don't, man, man. <laughs> don't, don't come prepared. So, right, right, right. I don't know, man. Like um Hey, I got real quick. Cause mm-hmm. I got one just before we close out. So because he's an artist from here and he's about to be a guest this Sunday. Yeah. Um Winbush. You hip to him? What, what what does he do? He's a rapper. Okay, so this is why I'm doing Cap Talk. Not no nothing against bro or nothing, but I'm that's always, why I said we always got to come yeah, together. I'm always, I'm hip. I am, but I'm hip. But so uh, um, on IG, Winbush, that motherfucker right there, he's from here. That nigga, and I'm giving him his props. It's a difference from, as they say, Dick Ryan and giving him. I'm giving him his props because don't know why. Yep. Yeah. You can follow him. You probably go ahead and add him to the roster. That nigga making moves. He he he. he so he's doing, from Columbus, Ohio. You gonna see Columbus all over there. You gonna see the fucking digital billboards. He got fucking uh the game on the track. He got a little scrappy on the track. He uh promoting his shit on digital deal, billboards downtown. All that. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, hey. Nah, I like people that I I love to see somebody on their grind like. I'm definitely about to, you know, go off the space. Because I I believe Columbus is up next, man. Like I said, when I my hashtag is gonna be we next, we up next. And when I I don't mean that as in like true for just me. We right. Just Columbus. And we got hella other artists, but he was an artist that caught me off guard. And then when I asked all my peoples if they knew who the fuck he was, because I seen this motherfucker, see what he's doing is what the fuck you're supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. That motherfucker, he got billboards downtown, digital billboards. We're in the digital area. And you're like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? But you don't really see that. You got to. You know what I'm saying? You don't see when you go downtown. You you see fucking what? Nationwide insurance on the billboard. Or you see a funeral home. Or you see some other shit. But you don't see a motherfucker promoting they single. So. Shout out to him, and that's why I reached out to bro, and he said he's going to come on Sunday and be a guest. So, you know, that's like bro said, the city got to get together, man. We got to unite. Um, we just got to back all our artists, you know what I'm saying? The ones who are really taking it serious and who are understanding it's a business first. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
and we, it's easy to be successful. You got to just put the grind and, you know what I'm saying, the know-how behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, the digital billboards, like that's the move. Like, like <laughs> marketing. The period. marketing, you know what I'm saying? That's what. See, we in the area where motherfuckers think you just post. And everybody's on this right now. Everybody's on this or something similar. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's just where we're getting all our information. You know what I'm saying? The things have shifted. Right. And some people not understanding the shift. And you got, we got to change. Remember, I told you it's all about evolving. Right. You know what I'm saying? We evolving. So I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Cap Talk, the podcast. Appreciate you. We booked them. Let them know your info. Where they can find uh, man, I'll be honest with you. On every platform, only one font. Only the number one F-O-N-Z. That's it. You can find me everything on that. You heard it. And I want to close it out and say that this show was sponsored by ACE, the after school program for the kids. We got braiding classes and DJ classes. Make sure you tap in with us at the app. DJ Copesthetic, got one more thing? Yeah, you want me to give my. Give everything up. Man, just, hey, the only thing I say is put God first. I thought you were about to say you used to be a male stripper back in the day. I'm not <laughs> fucking with <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all, man. You know, you got to throw one in here, man. Like, hey, hey, if you would have said that, like, I used to work hey, you with know, so I, Listen, I ain't gonna lie, man. Listen, I've been coming clean on some shit. Nigga, like, you met Tupac and Russ, nigga. If, if you said you used to build metal, you get a pass. We gonna get that nigga a pass today. But you know what? That, so, let me find out. Look, 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 let me find out. Look. But here's the thing. <laughs> some of your other, some of your uh, viewers or listeners, they might be like, who's that? Right. To them, they got to understand the history. Right. You know what I'm saying? Understand the history. That's where we we start to, we let in social media and everything rewrite history and right. exclude history. Right. With this digital era. You know what I'm right. saying? I just realized my kids don't watch the news. Don't know nobody watch the fucking news. But you I said, damn. I grew up on the news. Okay, so since you want to, okay, so I got a question for you outside of the news. So have you ever been down south? You want another water? Damn. Uh, oh, no, we, I thought we was always, oh, we, we, we keep going. Nigga, you oh, play. Hey, listen. You, you want to take a break? Oh, 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 oh. Give me some water. Welcome home. But so since, what? All right. can you hand me a beer then since you're right there, please? Yeah, yeah. A so, this is real, it's raw and uncut, man. This is Cap Talk. Like I said. You see him? Nah, you don't see no more waters? And then you want a beer? Nah, let me get some of wine. Who's wine? You can get some of that. Oh, uh, you can have some. Yeah, let me get some of that. Nice. Can you get and some cups right there on the side of the fridge? Yeah. Uh, on the side of the thing. On the side of the thing. You'll see some little styrofoam. Right, I'm sorry I got to put you to work. You, yeah, that's cool, though. Can you have me the bottle open? That let people know how cool he is. Oh, yeah, like, this is, hey. They're like, hey, they, they, this is why it's called Cap Talk. You need this. Yes, sir. Thank you. This is why it's called Cap Talk. But since we in that real quick, because I got married down south in uh, oh South uh, South Carolina. I don't know if that's down south. But uh, we seen the plantation. And since you was talking about history and how they're fucking trying to delete history with social media, have you ever been to, like to the south, like uh, Georgia, Mississippi? Because I had a uh, my buddy. He was on the other night talking about. 
how it is to live in Louisiana and New Orleans. Like to like those type of locations? Like, like have you ever seen the plantation? No, nah, I've never seen one. And see, that's why we need to take a fucking trip. We need to take our people. Because me and my wife, when we went down there, we got married in Myrtle Beach. And then the second time I took her down for a birthday. And when we took her down, we went to Charleston, which is like an hour away. Nothing but they got the, uh, and I hate to get on it, but y'all, no, have, no, yeah, and I, um, the fucking uh, slave museum. It's called Slave Mart. That's where you got to find out where slavery came from. Basically, they would auction off slaves right. and shit. Um, then we got to go to a couple of different plantations. Like you get to go actually see the cotton, get to see how like. So the history is there. We just gotta bring it back. We gotta put it on. You can roll up if you want to roll up. Again. It's gonna be so. Uh, it's gonna be so deep in the churches that we're gonna have to dig up our history and stuff again. You know what I'm saying? I just took um, ancestry um, DNA um, thing. Who did you learn of? Some important people? Yeah. Like, and I was like, wow, I got a whole lot of Nigerian in me. <laughs> right. I mean, but hey, it's good to know. Mm-hmm. Like that was, uh, but yeah, man, going down there, it fucked me up. It fucked my wife up because you want to you wanna know the main thing that fucked us up? We drove an hour away from Myrtle Beach to go see this shit. Who do you think was at the fucking um, plantation? Looking at the history in there. What culture do you think was there? White people. White people. Wasn't really no niggas there. Niggas, because, boy, niggas don't want to see there. They don't want to be reminded. Listen, not only are they, you know, wiping it out of, like, our brains. They're wiping it out of history. Like, right. They, yeah, they're trying to but see this up as much as possible. And, and that, I think that's why our society and our culture be so fucked up right now because they don't understand what the fuck we went through for these niggas to run around with their pants hanging off their ass. Well, carrying guns like back in the day, we wasn't allowed to read. As parents, right? It's our responsibility. Period. It starts at home. It's always started at home, and for our culture, it's always started at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? It started when we was in. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't teaching us nothing. Ass whoopers. Yeah, like, that shit started, I used to get my ass whooped. I used to get whooped by uncles, aunties, neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> now, you fucking touch somebody and you're a fucking neighbor, it's fucked up. Yeah. Did you used to get your ass whooped by neighbors, cuz, and aunties, and uncles back in the day? They don't do that I anymore. I really do shit to get whooped, so I always was... But I'm saying, you seen friends yeah, used to get yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah. You ever been over a, family, a friend's yeah. house and seen them motherfuckers get the souls snatched out of their ass? You probably got the souls snatched out your yeah, ass back in the day. I didn't get whoopers. My, my friend always got me whoopers. I used to have to go kick my switches. Well, I mean, I didn't get whoopers. I would say I get punched. Oh, that, that nigga, he uh, saying he was not responsible for his ass whoopers. No, my mom always worked all the time, so I ain't really. I had to quit. I was grown when I was See, yeah, yeah. So me and my cousin, we was already grown. So we went like that. We, we was I already had, grown before we knew it. So. I had got to that point before. So, with the history, do you think now, like, you would ever go visit, like, something like a plantation? I would love to do that. Um, It'll fuck you up, bro. Take your family, take your kids, take your friends. Man, listen, I think. I don't know, man. I feel like um, I'm so in tune 
right now. Um, more attuned than I've ever been in my life. And the more and more I start to discover myself in, you know what I'm saying? It, it draws me to stuff like that. You know, right. like, I be wanting to know, like, I need to know the why behind stuff nowadays. So what the fuck? Okay, so with that, tell us some shit you be looking into. Like, what? what's some shit that grabbed your attention since you done got older and wiser? Like, it could be anything. So, for me, crazy thing is, like, I am infatuated with UFOs. So uh, you hear the hold on, hold on, because I'm gonna tell you, I saw one. Hey, you saw? Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm and I'm. I hate that I'm telling you this because it's like, man, like Tupac can't validate my story. Listen. Like, and then the person I'm about to tell you about this UFO, she's no longer here. God rest, you know, rest in peace. But. Cause can you get the bottle for me right here now? I want to know. We want to know about this. Shit. Yeah. You want a shot? You gotta, you gotta take it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, this but tell us real quick, cause you don't really hear too many black people talk about UFOs, and this shit right here is like some shit that's really touching the surface. Light, something like. Yeah, it could be Tito's or whatever the fuck. Ain't no Tito's. It's uh, it's just give me a little bit of that 1800. Yeah. Because I'm going to hear about this before we get out of here. This is like very interesting because a lot of people is, uh, they're intrigued by that shit because is it, what what made you intrigued? Have you been on this shit before? Oh, disclosure? Yeah. I, How do you feel about that? Real or fake? Feel about what? The disclosure that they show with the videos. You know, they've been showing videos and shit. Now. Of what? You are totally Oh, that shit crap. Yeah, that shit. The, you, what you mean? Been showing the video. How long they been doing that? They've been doing that for years, right? They've been, do, but see, you know, they got an app. They got an app that can you could put a fucking uh, oh, a UFO in that motherfucker. What you mean, like nigga? They got an app. I could go outside right now and film the sky, and then we can put a fucking spaceship right there. So look at this shit. Oh, they can. So, so you got a fake Photoshop? I'm, I'm not saying that that's fake, but what I'm saying is. Because the shit that I don't so are you hip to Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar. He used to work at Area 51. He was the motherfucker that told what he saw. Sounds familiar. He said he worked on the actual spacecraft. Because I didn't watch so many of them. (laughs) What's one that caught your eye? All of them catch my eye. Because like they're all You seen uh, the one where they said they uh, the Grays? I've I've watched about the Grays. I've read, see the thing is. I, I, some of my friends, like we, um, we studied uh, Dr. Malachi York. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar about who he is, but he used to release these books called Scrolls, and um, they all of them had different titles. Like you know, one said was "Is God an Alien?" Uh, and then just different things. And then he always talked about you know the alien life and just, I don't know, I just always been, I, I'll i be honest with you, like, couldn't nobody tell me. You said you seen one. I didn't see, I seen a about. UFO. Okay, so when you say you, what did you see? Let <laughs> just, us know this shit. All right, 1998. This, I, and I, this is, it's crazy because it, it was the night of the Billboard Music Awards, 1998. So if somebody want to go back and Google that. So, I'm at my um, 
at that time girlfriend's house. Um, me, her, and her best friend were sitting there watching the Billboard Awards. Was it here in Columbus? Or? It was here in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, right Ohio. Here, yeah. South side off of Livingston. Uh, so how the, you said you seen the motherfucking UFO, 1998 <laughs> So we sitting there watching the awards, me and her homegirl. And 10, 15 minutes go by. And so I'm like, man, where the fuck is where your girl at? So I turn around on the couch and look out the window. So I'm trying to see like who done pulled up that she came back up here. So I'm looking. So now the way I'm looking, it's towards Cooper Stadium area. Oh, it's okay. Cooper Stadium. Off of Mound Street. Right. Yeah, this area. I'm looking west. So I'm seeing this a glow, like a yellow, a gold. It's really goldish, but it's a glow. Listen, I know what the fuck an airplane and this shit look like. You know what I'm saying? Are you on any drugs or anything? We was blazing. Okay, that's different. I'm not going to lie. You're that's the first different. person that's ever asked me that, too. Hey, it, as matter. many times as I told this, because I, I can tell it like this, you're the first person ever. Yes, I was. We was blazing, but her homegirl wasn't. Okay. All right, boom. So I'm sitting there and I see this glow, and it's just kind of dancing back and forth, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I'm so I'm mesmerized by. It. I'm just sitting there watching it, like I'm really tripping. Like, ah, this is 1998. Right. This is 24 years ago. Right. I was 26. All right. <laughs> up and down. This motherfucker just is dancing. I'm sitting here like, I'm not this high. That's what I'm saying to myself. I am not this high. I don't know why they get the sound effect. They used to do bitches was serious. Yeah. Like, he remember this shit. So I grab her. I'm like, yo, look at this shit. We both on the we both on the couch. <clears throat> this is the arm, this is the back of the couch. We out the window like this. She's sitting next to me. This motherfucker, it's just dancing. It's dancing. We just sitting there. Then it just go whoosh, and disappear. Did it have sound? And I said, no, I ain't no sound. This shit was so far away from from me. It looked like it was this big. You know what I'm saying? Right. From the distance. You could tell it had to be far, right. far west. Right. So, um, but it had a hella glow. It had a really like a LED soft glow, the way, like before LEDs was even popping like that. You know what I'm saying? And the way it moved. And she saw it. And when it took off, I said, did you see that? She said, yeah. I said, okay, just make sure we ain't tripping. Right. And we stuck to that story. And she, God rest her soul. She, she passed last year of cancer. And that's, we sticking to that shit. So this nigga done met Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this in <laughs> Reverend Run, and he done seen the motherfucking UFO. It don't get, hey, man, give it up. My man is, hey. It don't, hey, this the best one, man. 
We booked them. Nah, but real shit, man. So after you seen that shit, was you like, did you wake up and ask yourself again, like, did I see the shit? Nah, because um, like I said, I had already been like reading on stuff like that. And I ain't gonna lie. I've been praying to see one. So you, you hear this shit? Nigga, yeah, I go. Nigga, I go when I'm outside, I look up, I still be out there looking like, let me see some shit un- see unidentifiable. So, <laughs> right. Come out to where they put the intel and I'll be seeing a lot of shit that don't get this motherfucker started right. This motherfucker will have your ass on a scavenger hunt. Listen here, man, because it's too many people that talk about it, man. Like it's coming. But see, hold on. But see, here's why I'm glad you brought it up because our culture don't talk about that. You don't really hear niggas talk about UFOs and we don't talk about shit. We don't talk about therapies. We don't talk about <laughs> niggas don't be talking about marriage. You know, right? There's a lot we don't talk about. Shout out my wife. I love you, Queen. She yeah. doing hair right now. Love you, baby. Um, but but yeah, that shit like man, there's so much life. You know what I'm saying? There's so much to life. There's so much things that we can explore and get into, and it'll so, open your brain up. So you basically saying, so nigga, out of all the places you done been, why you ain't take your ass to Area 51 yet? So I tell you what, I got one better. No, I got one. Better. Well, hold on. I, I didn't say I want to see one like. And be in the presence of possibly being snatched up. Yeah, fuck that. Well, you like, I, I want to be able to witness one and be like on the one of them shows. <laughs> right. Hey, you want to be, hey. I don't want to be a duck. Right. You want to be like, <laughs> one night I went on somebody <laughs> smoked a blunt. And I'm good. Yeah, that's I want to be that guy. I'm, I yeah. wife, I'm not going to Area 51 because I, I love home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love Earth. So, do you know the history of Ohio with aliens? Um, yes, yeah, I, this is, um, it's heavy, it's heavy. Um, Do you know we used to be the original Area 51? I did hear that at Wright Pratt. No, uh, was downtown not, Columbus. Was it, what was it? Downtown Broad Street, Columbus, Ohio. We used to have the Area 51 right down here. We Look still do the defense flag, though. Just going out. No, Columbus but we where? used to be uh, down Columbus, Ohio. I mean, Broad where? Broad and what? Broad and what? The be, corner? That used to be Area 51. Look this shit up. It fucked me up, bro. Listen. Did you... Okay, so Wright Patterson, you right, but do you know what they supposedly got underground in Wright Patterson? Uh, is it a, uh, the Roswell crash. You hit to the think, Roswell? Oh, you know I'm hit to that. Come on. That's what they... They got the debris. That, that's the one, yeah. That's the what I seen on some... Um, oh. So, I went to a motherfucking... Uh, I went to a motherfucker that was... Uh, I went to uh, American School of Technology back in the day. I was going there for heating and cooling, wondering what the fuck I wanted to do, trying to figure it out. And it was this old motherfucker. He was like, man, I was in the military. You know how you got them old motherfuckers? They tell you them old. Yeah, them old stories. And he brought up Wright-Patterson base. He was like, man, there's some motherfucking shit in Wright-Patterson base. If that shit touched the motherfucking top of this earth, it's going to take everything out. And he was talking about how it was hybrids. They was basically... uh. Mixing alien DNA with human DNA. You not you don't believe it? I definitely believe it. Because at the end of the day, like why the fuck now they got all these programs and then you got certain people like 
the whistleblowers, as they call them, they put it out there. You see the videos. Then you got too many photos. Then you got photos from back in the day. Yeah. And then it's motherfuckers like you who silently be wondering, like, is it a motherfucker alien? But we got all these galaxies. You see what the telescope, that new telescope showing. Yeah. But see, this is what the fuck we supposed to be on. Are we supposed to be talking about this shit just like everybody else? But we worried about the new Jordans coming out. The motherfucking new, you know what I mean? Or we worried about uh, too many other celebrities. And what 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 they got going on in their lives. So if you ever had an opportunity to go to space, would you go? You probably fucking would. I actually applied already. No, I would. <laughs> the older I get, yeah, because here's the thing. Living is the scariest shit in the world. Yeah, Do you way. understand that? Yeah. Living it's easy, but it's scary. You know what I'm saying? When you want to live for something, and you when you're trying to fight for something, you want you you want to get something out of life, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. It should be hard, and out of fear, we don't do a lot of stuff. But nigga, you said, hold on, I'm still. Tupac and fucking UFO. You only live once. I, would, I think I would wait till about, I'm about 60 and I would, I would do. I this would. is the best shit ever, man. Like, you just don't get it because at the end. Okay, so. Paranormal, ghosts, spirits. Fuck yeah. Oh, hey. Have you ever experienced some shit like that? No, because my creator, who I call God, knows I can't handle that. <laughs> no. Okay. I, Listen, I don't watch scary movies. Like, I don't watch demonic movies. But like, you ain't never had somebody... Okay, so put it like this. I'm like you, where... Yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking with it. I had a motherfucker in here yesterday yeah. tell me on the podcast. He said, man, he from Louisiana. He was talking about the voodoo shit and yeah. how they do it down south. But he was talking about some motherfuckers out west. Here in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> right, 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 when he went to oh, school. Yeah. He, he said there was two white girls. Not to throw race on it, but he said there was two white girls I knew. He black. So he fucking around with some shit. The Ouija board. See, he said, "Nigga, the, the thing moved on its own." I said, "Bro, did it move on?" No, motherfucker, this shit real. Then he started talking about Louisiana because he was born and raised from there. How the voodoo shit is real. If you but, but like he said, it's about what you believe in. Listen, yeah. I, I used to, I kicked it with this girl for, I think maybe two weeks. Maybe I ain't gonna say two weeks. I'm gonna give it about nine days. So, you ever seen a ghost? A shadow figure? A shadow is, is something where you couldn't explain it, but you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they only been good ones, though. Right. Yeah. They only been good ones. Like, when my dad died, I didn't believe in this shit. And I, I, when I walked through the door of my house, you could see the kitchen. As soon as you walk through the fucking front door, you see the kitchen. And my lion pet. Guess what? The day he died, I seen a shadow go across the fucking uh, walkway, like where you could see the entry. It walked, but the way it walked, it went through the wall. Because I walked straight back there. It fucked me up. I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. I just, <laughs> no, for real. That's the only time I ever seen this shit. <laughs> Nigga, you seen UFOs? I done seen them up. So we, I mean, we one and one right now. I mean, it's, it's. Mm-hmm. See, like that, I can't. I'm not cut out for that. 
I'm not cut out for that nigga. Listen. Yes, you you are. Because no, you here talking about it. He is. Nigga, I'd be in this. If I'd be some. Yeah. I'm doing that window. My wife. So I got my dad. I grew up in the house that we got. And it's in the area. I'm not letting it go because we own it. So I'll be DJing and I'll be gone. My wife be at home or my son. Them is the only two motherfuckers that said they seen the same shit. Yeah, my son was like, man, one night, dad, I came out there and. He a senior in high school. We about to be 18. This motherfucker. Shout out East High School. Um, that's where he at. You know, they made history with the football shit. They going to the third round of the playoffs. I'm there this Saturday. But he came down the steps. He said he was on by his son. You an old smoker, man. That nigga smoked like he was smoking reefer. This is Hey, you get that motherfucker like you get a joint. That motherfucker. He just stopped saying about this. Shout out my bro, man. <laughs> hey, it, hey, Cap Talk, man. That's what we do. We keep hey, it real. We keep it raw. Man. We on all major platforms. So, listen, man. Like I said, man. What you say? Only funds? Only one funds. Only one. Yeah, only one funds. Only one guy. Hey, so any motherfucking celebrity book, I need to do the interview on the podcast. You could be the host. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Listen. Here we go with the light skin shit, dog. This, this is the parental advisory, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's all. That's just gonna happen. Yeah, set it ain't about right. setting it up. It's well, all about. It's all about. It's all about positioning and timing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That shit. That trust you, me. family. Anytime trust you want to be the motherfucking safe haven, when you bring them and you want to just have them chill, low key. The Av. The Av. Right here. Right now. No. Well, what I'm gonna have you uh, probably have to do is. You gonna have to relocate the Av over to Truth, and we with that because we doing after school. If you do something that day, you know what I'm saying? We could definitely do uh, that. This place has good ghosts. Uh, yeah, I heard you say about the ghosts. Yeah, um, straight caught SLS stick figure. You can ask folks that he'll tell you there was straight up. Don't get this motherfucker started. Like I said, don't get his ass. Who, who, who is he? So let him know who you are. Flip a man, guitarist, trap artist out here. And let them know what city you was in. Uh, I lived out in Los Angeles, some of uh, Nipsey's homies for a while. He's my G. white hippie. G.I. Joe's have. I'll put it that way. That's how people But yeah, I'm going to start records, start entertainment. That Midwest Angler and musician, guitarist. As well That's your guitar over there? Yes, sir. He's my white hippie. Yeah, I got you on Facebook. I'm like, I know I recognize this from Facebook. As soon as you say your name. Like, yo, we met at Scarface's show when I was up there promoting with uh, Donnie Styles. Yeah. I was up there to meet Donnie Styles on some West Coast shit. Shout out, Donnie. Bring his song out. Yep. Small but world. But that ghost shit? Small world. You fucking with the right motherfucker? He how you look. You're, okay, so. I got yeah. It all go hand in hand. Do you ever watch the YouTube yeah. videos with the abandoned shit? Like, where they be walking through abandoned shit? Uh-huh. You ain't hit to that? Nah. Where they be going like old funeral homes that ain't been open? Nah, I don't know. Oh, nigga, get hit. That's. See, we gonna um, learn the difference. Stuff the social media shit. You can write the books, bro. You know that? Ain't nobody tell you that? Why don't you write the book? My wife just told me last week. For real. She been telling me. We got the book plug. My cousin got a children's book. Shout out my cousin Larry Carey. He got a. Black owned children's book. Well, it's Amazon. funny you say that because um, my brother, I was going to say, we should probably have him come on here. Yeah. Um, but he got he has a book called uh, Born Gangster. 
Can we get Tay and T on this motherfucker? Absolutely. We you on just, all major platforms. You just, you just say all when. Listen, you just say when. It's, Better yet, can uh, I get a, a podcast night at the truth? It could be the lamest night. We could just go live and we have guests. We do some different shit. We can definitely talk. Listen, like I said, that's the foundation. That's how you plug yourself, y'all. If youngins, if y'all know, listen, this is my brother from another mother, man. Shout out, bro. This is what yeah. the fuck he do. He's a real... You DJ my 35th birthday party. Hey, my listen. surprise party. Bro been a, a leader. He ain't never been a follower. He's been a leader since day one. Since I met this man, a leader. Uh, so. No, the podcast thing would be dope. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to come check out the... Because you ain't been there since we... Uh, well, I, you know... It's a lot of oh, yeah, politics. Yeah. We're going to say politics. I mean, just pop up. Yeah. What's today? Wednesday. To Wednesday. We open tomorrow. I ain't doing shit. So we come by. Just get a go. tour. You know what I'm saying? Come check yeah. it out. Uh, now, this is dope, man. Like, I really like this shit. Cap Talk, we appreciate y'all tuning in with us. I'm the official podcast. We booked them. My nigga Alfonso Grant, make sure you get with him. Let him know, y'all. We are social media, only one finds. Uh, make sure you follow Truth Nightlife on all platforms. And holla back. Appreciate y'all. Don't forget, hit that follow button, hit that notification button. Appreciate y'all.